2: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass.
3: The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully's
0: Vintage Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This
2: is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo!
1: Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. What's going on, folks? Hope you and your loved ones continue to be safe. I hope there's some good weather out where you're at, you know, here in uh, sunny Boston, Massachusetts. I think we've finally broken away from that colder weather, and it's definitely the thermometer is, is starting to tick up a little bit, you know, and which also means the allergies. Oh, my God, the allergies. I gotta take my allergy pill literally every single day. Okay. And this is a new one for me, folks, because I'll tell you, I was not one of those allergy people until, you know, the past five years or so. But now, man, I notice a difference when I don't take my allergy pill. It's just and these days, you know, if you if you if you sneeze, it's like, oh my God, do I have the cooties? What's going on? You know, so (laughs) so if you're somebody that, you know, the the allergies start to flare up, especially this time of year, please. Take your allergy pill, set an alarm, whatever you got to do, remind yourself, because it is tough when you forget, trust me. And also stay hydrated. You know That's, that's a big deal there. You know, I'm excited because uh, this week I have one of the hottest, literally one of the hottest indie wrestlers on the scene today. It's a guy who... You know, he's a New England guy like I am, but he's really tearing it up down south right now and and making a strong name for himself. So I said, you know what? I got to get this dude on the on the show and get some information. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. My man, Ray Fury. What's going on, brother Fury? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Welcome to the show, man. Listen, you're, you're a New York guy, but, you, but you're based down south right now. What's going on with that? I mean, how could you leave the cold New England weather for, for the
3: sunny days down south there? Man, um, long story short, my wife, she had family out here already in, um, down south Mississippi. And so um, when she magically uh, got pregnant, Uh, She moved down here for some more support from her family, and um, I ended up just following her. And then that's when I found my first indie promotion, and, you know, I went to the show. went to the show the second time around, got in touch with the right people, and that's when I began training.
1: You know, Ray, one of the things that I love to talk about, you know, obviously I'm a big pro wrestling fan, and you're a wrestler, but I love to talk about food. So as, as, a, as a New York guy, right, you got your, everybody wants to talk about New York pizza and all that other stuff, oh, the big man. pizza slices. But I'm a guy that understands that a good steak and cheese sub, you know, outside of Boston, you can get it in New York too. You can get yourself a good steak and cheese sub. Some places when you go a little further up to New York State, they call them hoagies or what have you. But have you been able to find some food down there in Mississippi that reminds you of home at all?
3: It's tough, man. There's not a lot of good pizza places down here. Um, They're different. Like, they'll make a thick pie, you know, thick pie with a lot of toppings. But it's not the same as New York. Um, I found a spot recently that makes Philly cheesesteaks, and they're pretty good. So uh, I've been content with that. But I've become a wing guy, man. I've been eating a lot of wings, man. I I love me some good wings. So I've been testing out a lot of different places that make wings.
1: Now, Now, wait a second. You said Philly cheesesteaks, which, okay, I understand. You know what I mean? But I know in New York, you guys don't call them Philly. You don't call them cheesesteaks in New York. Now, come on now. You, there's no reason to hold back here, Ray Fury. T- tell the truth. What do you call the the, the meat inside the bread? What do, you, what do you call this type of sandwich now, brother? Come on.
3: I just called it a Philly. Like, hey, man, I'm going up the block. I'm going to go get a Philly. I know. I know. It might seem wrong, but everybody knows Philly will be – you know, the steak, the cheese, the mayonnaise, the ketchup on the Italian bread, on the hoagie.
1: Okay, well, at least you said hoagie at the end there because I was about to send yeah. all of my my fellow Yankee <laughs> fans after you, brother. This, this is just,
3: I think that's what you was waiting for. The I hoagies. was waiting for the hoagie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we, we talk about Mississippi. A good friend of mine who, you know, is no longer with us, God rest his soul, former Speaker of the House Tim Ford from Mississippi. I was uh, – having some great conversations with him when Mississippi was starting to get into the whole riverboat casino business. So have you, have you had a chance to visit any of those uh, casinos on the water there at all? Ray, have you, have you got a chance to at least explore those things?
3: Honestly, no, I'm not a big gambler, man. Um, Like I went to um, buy the boat where they, you know, where they gamble because I had a show down there. So I would decide to kill some time and go by the water and, and you know, just hang out. But no, nah, at, at the casinos, not really. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sore loser. And I'll be really upset if I lost some money and I can't get it back.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think we, we kind of share that. You know, there's, there's nothing like a sore loser. But the thing about a sore loser is that we're great winners, too. And <laughs> you definitely have been tearing it up on the indie scene. Uh, I know that you haven't necessarily been in the business that long. I think you've only been in about five, six years, but it's it's impressive the way you've made a name for yourself. What do you attribute your drive to? I mean, especially the way that you market your brand as Ray Fury. What is it that motivates you to to be so consistent and to do such a great job of getting your name out there?
3: What really drives me is social media, man. I, I know it sounds bad, because I try not to let that take over me, but I feel like social media is everything, you know? Your presence on there is just as as big as your presence in the ring and as your last match. So I, I try to be prominent on there and, and promote myself and promote my brand as much as I can and keep it business, strictly business. You know, I try not to post too much personal things on there and just, you know, push me and my brand, you know? That's, I think that's the best way to go right now in 2020.
1: That's a great point. That's a great point. And, and, you know, the issue with social media, it could be a double-edged sword. I mean, we're seeing a lot of folks sharing views that are, you know, quite frankly, unsavory, you know, sharing hatred and and just things that don't make any sense. And, And these are folks who the wrestling audience is so vast and so diverse. And there's so many people from all over the world who are looking up to you wrestlers uh, as you know people that they want to strive to be someday especially whether it be the character that you're portraying or the real person behind the character uh do you have any advice for folks on how to maintain their social media and their presence in a manner that actually makes sense and to kind of stay away from the trappings that get them in trouble there
3: i would say stay on social media and remind people who you are. Remind them that you're a wrestler. Remind them you wrestle. If you do graphic design, put up your graphic design. If you wrestle, put up your wrestling photos. You know, uh, if you make flyers, put up your flyers. You know, I feel like the moment you stop posting yourself out there, you die. Your gimmick dies. People don't see you. You're out of sight. You're out of mind. That's how I see it. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on was um, at, at shows, at um autograph signings or or whatever you might be doing for that promotion Um, and you know fans come up to you to speak to you you know please give them the time of day give them that conversation show them love you never know what they're going through man that I've been at so many shows where fans just pour their heart out to me and I don't even know them you know and they might not have that at home once they leave that building you know they might not have that someone they can speak to or look up to or be that comfortable with. So, you know, someone reach out for a hug, give them a hug. You know, they want to cry on your shoulder, let them cry on your shoulder, you know? Um, you know, obviously it's to an extent because there's probably hundreds of people that are at a show, but you know, just be kind to all your fans. You never know what they're going through.
1: That's a great point. That's a great point There, we're talking to Ray Fury, literally one of the hottest free agents on the market right now in the indie scene. Uh, Ray, Black Lives Matter. This is a, a, an ideology, a, a term that is literally a, a, a lightning rod in America right now and really around the world. And, you know, me personally, I just don't understand why because it seems like such a simple concept and, and really just kind of strange that you'd even have to say that to anybody. Hey, you know, Black Lives Matter. Um, what does it mean to you when you hear Black Lives Matter or when you see people out protesting and having to do so in order to remind the world of what should be a very basic
3: concept? Um, man, honestly, it hurts me, man. It, it, it really does hurt me. And uh, it takes me back to that feeling when I saw the George Floyd video. That really hurt me, and I only watched it one time um that made a big impact on my life uh you know I like i tell my wife man the protesting the rioting the looting you know this was inevitable Is i feel like it's every two weeks someone else is on the news you know so another black man another black woman anyone is on the news from being slaughtered by the cops and it's it's happening happening far too often and at some point it has to stop and people are going to stand up and take a stand for themselves. And I just hope it doesn't get any worse than what it is right now, because if it does, I don't know what direction this country is going to go in. So I just ask everybody, no matter what race, no matter what color you are, please unite, please stand up for what you believe in and, and, and let your voice be heard because, you know, we we can't start changing the country. We don't start with ourselves and our community.
1: It's great words, great words. And, you know, Ray, I, I know that you personally know some, some great police officers and what have you, so oh, yeah. it's not as if you're saying all police officers are bad or anything like that. No. Uh, no. There are black and brown people within the police ranks as well.
3: You yeah. know? So, so
1: what do you say to folks who may hear Black Lives Matter or something like that and immediately feel that it's being disrespectful to police to even say that?
3: Again, I have police officers, black and white. I have one of my best friends is a probation parole officer. Um, We have these conversations all the time, but um, they shouldn't feel any type of way when you say Black Lives Matter, you know, because it has been documented. It has been videotaped that these black individuals are getting killed on camera. You know, don't get me wrong. white, White people might be getting killed as well, but the black people are getting killed far too often for people not to say anything and that's why we're in the position we're in right now
1: you know and and here in boston we just declared racism a public health crisis so literally our entire legislature is working together with community to figure out ways to address systemic racism and you know through through money and and legislation and really ideas, sweat equity. Uh, we're going to, we're making this a priority to defeat racism here in our city. And That's awesome. again, it's, it's a pandemic, you know, there's another pandemic going on around the world and it's COVID-19 and it has completely rocked all industry. Nobody has, has been able to uh, not be affected by this. So, on a personal level, as a pro wrestler, did you ever imagine that you would see a time where literally the entire business just stopped and, you know, a lot of the things that became the focus instead of live events, it really turned to online and the marketing and the what have you. Some of the stuff that you've been doing. Did you, did you ever think you'd ever see a time where something like this would be happening in, in pro wrestling?
3: No, man, Never. Never, never would have thought it would have been to the scale where they have to even stop NBA games and, and, and all professional um, sports got to come to a stop period, you know, um, it's, it's, it's different, man. But I keep telling people, you know, we're, we're in the midst of history. You know, history is writing itself. And I'm, I'm just asking everybody just to pay attention, because we're right in the smack middle of it. We're going to be talking about this 5, 10, 15 years from now. Like, hey, remember the quarantine 2020? Remember the coronavirus pandemic yeah we were there and that's what it was like
1: that's for sure that's for sure and you know ray you're a guy who and this is one of the things that fans love about you i mean you wear a mask you know you have a collection Mm -hmm. of masks that you wear and and legitimately your job is pro wrestling you are not only working while wearing a mask but you're having a workout <laughs> while wearing a mask you're, you're literally burning a tremendous amount of calories and you're running around all over the place and bouncing around and doing these things that only a super so super, superhuman like yourself would be able to do um so i want to ask you do you have any tips on how to clean mask that a person would have to wear throughout the day and I understand that you know the the mask the material that you utilize as a wrestler may not necessarily be the type of face coverings that we in the general public are going to be wearing in our everyday lives going to work going to the grocery store what have you but from a general standpoint do you have any tips on how to maintain a mask how to keep it clean so it'll last longer
3: yeah man um I would say if you're gonna wash a mask um use cold water because i used hot water before and some of the shiny holographic materials ended up uh fading away because of the hot water so please use cold water and um try to try to not wash it with anything else try to just leave it alone and and if you can maybe hand wash it as well um take care of it like it was a baby newborn baby the mask of every delicate if you wear a mask out there please take care of them they're like they're like taking care of your face.
1: <laughs> Does it make sense to reuse a mask without washing it first? Because, I mean, and, and again, I know you have – Jesus, how many masks would you say you have? If you give I'll a probably, rough estimate. I got about 20 masks. Okay, so you got about 20 masks. So you don't necessarily have the – you don't have to wear the same mask over and over again in between washes uh, per se. So do you, do you advise – a person wash their mask after every use, or do you think you can get more miles out of it uh, going in between uses? Well,
3: I'll tell you what, to be honest with you, I wash them when I need to Um, say, I might wear, like I'll take three show three masks to a show. And um, I wear one to wrestle one before the show starts to walk around and get in the building. And then I wear one after to get dressed and leave the building. So, you know sometimes i won't sweat at all in a mask if i'm just using it to come in the building or leave the building or just for admission so you know then they'll be clean but definitely after i use it one for a match i definitely would wash it um but yeah like i like i said again i have some masks that i just use for walking around and those i don't need to wash until i use them a few times to actually sweat in them
1: any idea what type of material Is best to breathe in. Because again, you're you're wearing a mask for literally hours, your entire moment, like you said, from the time you get to the building to the time you go home. Uh, you know, I I, just so you know, this is breaking news by the way, folks. I spoke to Mrs. Fury and she told me that she's (laughs) never actually seen your face before, that even during the (laughs) wedding you were wearing a mask. So you're a guy that essentially lives in your mask all the time. And, and, you know, no one's ever seen you without it. Who knows who you really are? But can you, can you tell us what type of material uh, breathes and, and moves
3: with everyday use better, if you, if you have any idea? Um, man, honestly, I, I just try to put up whatever material my gear guys try to make my mask out of. As long as it looks good, I will put up with it. You know, some masks are much thicker than others, but, hey, that's the price you pay when you got want to be beautiful. So I'll take it. Uh,
1: okay. All right now, Ray Fury. Come on now, bro. We <laughs> haven't seen your face. So this whole want to be beautiful
3: thing. Yeah, hey, we hey, understand. You, you got it. What's that? You got to wear a nice mask, man. Well, nice that's mask. what it is. Beautiful mask. Okay. <laughs> we get it now. We
1: get it. So, so, so here's the other thing. And, and I'm a guy, you know, I, I played uh, sports, especially in high school there, you know, whether it be baseball, football, what have you, and the gear gets smelly <laughs> if you don't wash oh, yeah. it right away, especially if you've been sweating profusely and what have you. So how do you keep the mask smelling fresh? Is there anything that you spray on it in addition to just washing it so it actually smells fresh or, do it, you know, do you just not have that problem because you're the 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 main man, Ray Fury? <laughs>
3: Well, um, I I normally spray some Febreze on the mask and uh, let that dry out. And then also I have a a squirt bottle. I keep water in there and then I put some conditioner in there and then I'll spray my hair with that. And it smells really good, actually. A little bit of conditioner, a little bit of water, spray it in your hair and then put that on, put that mask on right over it. You know, you can't go wrong.
1: That's good stuff. That's good stuff. And, and, you know, some people are a little concerned that they're not going to look as cool wearing masks, especially some of the kids out there. Do you have anything to say to them about wearing a mask uh, for most of the day?
3: Hey, once you make that commitment, you're making that commitment. You can't take it off. So if you're going to put on that mask, put it on. Put it on. But it's a lot of work, a lot of responsibility that comes with it. So just remember that.
1: Listen, Ray Fury, I'm a real big fan of yours, man. And and I know that you got a bright future in the wrestling business. Why don't you let everybody know about your bread and butter? Because, again, your social media presence, you know, the the things that you have out there, the way that you promote and market yourself and your brand is just really fantastic. Let everybody know how they can get some more Ray Fury in their life, please.
3: You can find me on Facebook at R-E-Y Fury, Ray Fury. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram by Ray Fury Official. That's R E Y, F U R Y Official, and that's Twitter and Instagram. And if you get on any one of those handles, you'll find my Big Cartel website where I got some some items listed. Um, that's not all my merchandise. Um, I have way too much merch to put online, but um, that that's a start. I have T-shirts, keychains, plush keychains, dolls wristbands, tattoos, mask, action figures. Uh, I used to have bath bombs. Uh, I got fat heads. Uh, I have everything. I'm like a walking Walmart. So please if you get on Instagram, Facebook, follow me, Ray right Fury official. And also, also, huge favor, please, if you get if you get on Twitter, I need you to tag virtual basement. They're a video game coming out this year and they're putting all the indie guys in it. And a lot of people have been tagging me in Virtual Basement, trying to get me in the game. So if you get on Twitter, tag Virtual Basement and tell me you need Ray Fury and the Froggy Elbow in that game. His name
1: is Ray Fury. We got to get him on Virtual Basement. We absolutely need to do that. So we'll definitely be tagging you on Twitter, uh, myself and my entire you know, I, I call my fans Duke's Wrestling Crew, so we'll definitely be getting you on there, Ray. Uh, before I let you go, though, I got to ask you because you, you said you're a walking Walmart, and you have all these great Ray Fury products on your Big Cartel website and what have you uh, for sale. Folks can get that to support you. There's another person who's a good friend of mine by the name of Kim Artlip. She is, you know, the the main woman in charge over there at Ignite Wrestling down in Florida. And she has everything from hot sauce to, you know, coffee mugs and trading cards. She, you know, she has a lot of branded merchandise. Her own self there. So let me ask you this, Ray, and this is very important here, one on one, for all the marbles to see who is the true Walmart of professional wrestling big cartel sales here. Ray Fury versus the head of Ignite Wrestling, Kim Artlip. Who's going to win in the match, and what's going to be the finish?
3: You already know Ray Fury's going to win. The finish, Kim Artlip, you're going to take a Fury cutter on all the enamel keychains. And once you're down laying on the keychains, my Ray Fury plush doll is going to jump off the top rope and hit you with the froggy elbow for the one, two, three. Now, can I get two claps and a yeet, 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 yeet? What a
1: great conversation with Ray Fury. I mean, really, just a bright star, good person, really good person. I I love that. I love that. I love being in conversation with people who not only I can learn from, you know, and that was great insight on masks and how to maintain a mask, how to keep it fresh and things of that nature. A person who wrestles under a mask, spending hours under a mask, they would have some insight for us, right, since we're all having to wear masks in this COVID nineteen world right now. But it's just interesting. You can learn a lot from him. Sharp guy. Nice guy. And more importantly, in the ring he can get it done. So got a lot of time for Ray Fury and I'm just excited to see what's going to happen in the future for his career. Cause he just he's awesome. Awesome, awesome. And I'll be sharing the information, folks. We we definitely want to help him get to be a character in that game that he was talking about and i I want you folks to check out his big cartel because he has some great items there it's all about support that's right that's right listen it's the 18th of june and i want to give a special shout out to big vito lagrazzo i think he's 21 again oh my line is ringing i got i got somebody special here hold on
2: hello hello hey how you doing today Happy That's birthday right. to you, happy birthday LG to day. you,
0: happy birthday, Big Vito, happy birthday to you.
2: All right, I'm telling you.
3: And many more. I just That's got out right.
2: of a Manny Petty salon day, and you know what, for the first time, I painted my toenails a light baby blue. <laughs> you
0: really no, did. No, Vito, you're, yeah. being, you're, you're on the Duke Loves podcast right now, Vito, so you're being recorded. So I want everybody listening right now to know that if you see Vito Lucraza walking around... In the neighborhood, look down. You'll see his his his
2: baby blue toenails. Okay, That's his shirt. Match my shirt and shorts, kid. <laughs> what baby blue today. <laughs> I love you. <laughs>
0: the f- listen, Vito. The fact that you you already have the hot wife, so you could get away with doing things like that. Who's going to say what to you, right? Who's going to say
2: what- All the ladies <laughs> in the salon thought it was sexy. I kid. think it's cute. So. <laughs> so, so listen, man.
0: I, I was talking earlier on the show about the fact that, you know, Vince Russo, he, he better come through with some pizza or something for you. Um, have you have you spoken to your your close dear friend of, of not many decades not even a
2: hang up so? call.
0: Oh my not, god! Not even
2: a hang up call. Not a pizza. Not a gift. Nothing from the brand. No gifts have arrived at my house.
0: Oh my God! Well, you know the day's not over yet, so don't worry. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be something nice. I, I've, I've seen that. You know, you have your wish list, and I know that a lot of folks have sent you some things. You had some fancy shirt that was sent to you. We, you know, you, you've been cleaning up for this birthday here, Vito.
2: I got out of fifty thousand. Three people have have solicited and actually partaken in my birthday <laughs> out of fifty thousand, and I'm the people's album, the people's wow. album.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: But yeah, you know what? I'm
0: that might blessed. be three more than what a lot of other folks have. So you're you're blessed, bro.
2: I am blessed, especially since my buddy, a friend of mine of 30 years, sent me a a gift card from Amazon. And this guy, we've been boys for a long time, He's, and uh, he sent it to me. So what did I buy? Got a new, shiny shirt, kid. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs>
0: Now, listen, Vito, I I have one more surprise for you. Uh, I'm going to have Nia Jax do a special TikTok video for you and show dedicated to you. (laughs) What do you think about that, Vito?
2: I think that would be so awesome. I would be so into this. If she did that for me, I would love it. Oh,
3: I love
0: it. (laughs) Because we know you have such a big crush on her, so we're going to get Nia Jax to do a special TikTok dance just for Big Vito on his birthday.
2: I wish I, I honestly. I hope it gets out there. I want her to do the dance for me. I want her to perform for me. I want her to do this this way. We can both bash Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that
0: one coming at all.
2: <laughs> well, uh, it's my birthday, so I can really like do what the hell I want. So you know, so be it.
0: Well, you heard it there first, folks. Uh, Big Vito Lagrasso wants to team up with Nia Jax on his birthday in order to bash Brad Shepard. So there you go. Are you are you Brad Shepard uh, haters out there? I'm sure you're going to eat this one up.
2: Yeah, just for yeah. today, you know, if me and Nia could take talk together, that would be so awesome. I mean, I, I would love it. That would be a birthday dream come true. I
0: bet. I bet. So listen, what's, uh, I got to ask you one last question, uh, Vito. What's on the menu? For the birthday, I don't know if you are going to have the birthday meal today or another day.
2: But uh, we are saving. We saving the birthday meal for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, we got plans for the weekend. You don't know what they are. I don't know what they are, but I got to pack an overnight bag. So my my brand new, you know, Versace shoes, Versace shirts, Versace watch, Rolex. You know, diamonds are really packed packed up. Right now, we are at Metro PCS because my wife got a brand new iPhone. You know, because, you know, we got it like that, you know, the uh, the $800 kind. So she's happy. So now she could uh, do her thing in the office and, you know, partake in the industry a little better. And then, uh, you know, we're just going to, you know, do our thing the rest of the day. I got to take care of some business tonight. And then uh, I'm free for Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
0: Sounds great. Sounds great. Why don't you let everybody know, if anyone wants to... uh check out the Big Vito brand or if they want to check out your Amazon wish list, go to your social media, wish you a happy birthday. Let everybody know how they can check all that stuff out and, and participate.
2: If guys want to really participate and go and really be on be on the Big Vito, the B-I-G-V from the L-O-G bandwagon, go to my Twitter. You have my Amazon wish list right there. Vito LaGrasso. Go there. It's the Big Vito brand. The Big Vito brand. Guys, I got gifts that are that are affordable to everybody, show the love, show that you love me. I know you want me more on, on social media, but if ain't nobody partaking in my birthday, how can I facilitate this and how am I supposed to look good? Oh, my God.
0: You heard it there first. That's the birthday boy, Big Vito Legrazo, the the man that took on Masao and kicked his butt in Japan. He's beat people up in ECW, WCW, WWE, In the neighborhood, military vet, and most importantly, he has a beautiful, caring wife who will kick his butt with his little blue painted toenails if he ever steps out of line. Happy birthday once again, there, Vito.
2: Thank you very much, Duke. To everybody out there who has wished me a happy birthday, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's very nice to be loved, and I thank everybody for partaking and sending me birthday wishes on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. You know, hit me up, you know, on private message. You know, thank you guys. I greatly appreciate it.
0: Can you believe
1: this guy, Big Vito legrazzo He's got his toes painted blue to match his shirt for his birthday. You know? Incredible. I mean, just incredible. Vito is, uh, I don't think he's too happy with his, his uh, longtime friend Vince Russo because he says uh, Russo hasn't even sent him a pizza or anything. So, Vinny. Get Vito his uh, his gift there before he uh, beats somebody up, please. Jeez, and, and, and mind you, folks, this is a guy who was in Playgirl magazine. I mean, he's just he's he's crazy. He's just absolutely crazy. A lot of fun. Love his wife, little Noel. You know, Miss Best Buns, Maxim magazine, Best Buns. Uh, just you know, the two of them together. They they deserve their own TV show. They're so hilarious. So again, happy birthday, Big Vito. You know, it, it's. It's really um, been a strange week in pro wrestling, folks. I was flipping channels Wednesday night and catching up on both AEW, Dynamite, and also NXT. And I'll tell you right now, I saw some things that I liked on both programs and some things I didn't like. With NXT, I I really don't understand why Dexter Loomis lost to Adam Cole. That, That match shouldn't have even happened yet. If you ask me, what are you doing beating Dexter Loomis? This, this guy's got something going on here. Keep him strong. So that was a little disappointing to see. I didn't understand why Iro Shirai was able to get away with attacking Bailey and Sasha Banks by herself. That didn't make any sense to me. Didn't get that at all. But I did enjoy that main event. You know, Bailey, Sasha Banks taking on um, Lady Kane, as I like to call her, and also uh, Shotzi Blackheart. I thought that was really interesting. It was a good match. You know, Bailey, she's doing the best work of her career right now. And her and Sasha, when they're in the ring together, they, they're just, they're magic. You know, I love Sasha Banks, huge fan of hers, obviously. You know, Lady Kane, she's awesome. And uh, Shotzi, I. <sighs> I'm not really big on Shotzi. As far as I'm concerned, she's just another Nia Jax. Somebody who has no business being in the ring um, on TV because they're not fully trained yet. She just she does a lot of dangerous stuff that doesn't make sense to me. And, I, and, and don't get me wrong. The idea of Shotzi Blackheart, I like. I don't really understand her gimmick, but I know it's kind of funky and it's kind of cool. So I, I'm okay with that. And I think she's a nice person. She has a she has a great personal story of overcoming adversity and things of that nature. You know, she's a woman of color. Like she has a lot of things going for her that's awesome. She went through Evolve and, you know, she made it to NXT, just good stuff in that regard. But let me tell you something. She takes some high risk in matches that just don't make sense. It just doesn't make sense at all to me. At one point during this match, she dropped Sasha Banks on her head. And I'm just sitting here like, what the heck? What am I looking at here? And she's on TV. Embarrassing. We got to do better than that. And Shotzi Blackheart, I'm telling you right now, like I said, I I am 100% behind the idea of of Shotzi Blackheart. But if you're going to be dropping... One of the top stars in the company, or anybody for that matter, on their head. She was doing like a, a belly to back suplex and it just looked it I thought I was watching all Japan wrestling from the early nineties. Just dangerous stuff. Trying to kill a woman or something. I don't know what the hell that was. So I'm not I'm not too high on Shotzi Blackheart when the when the bell rings. I'm just not. But overall, I I thought it was a good episode of NXT, and and again, I enjoyed that main event overall, and I like what's happening. I like Velveteen Dream and this Dexter Loomis. It looks like they're going to be forming a team with each other. I think that's interesting. You know, there's some things I, I really enjoy, and I thought NXT definitely was the more interesting show of the night. But AEW has some good stuff going on, too. I'll tell you right now, I was completely over the moon. To see my guy, Ricky Starks, in AEW and and literally on national TV. You know, the last time we saw Ricky, he was on uh, NWA Power. I don't know how they lost him. Makes no sense. But Ricky Starks is literally the future of the business. You give me Ricky Starks. You give me Bianca Belair. You give me MJF. These, These are three... Individuals, Street Profits, five individuals right there that I feel are what's right in pro wrestling today and the future of pro wrestling. Literally, these are all main adventures happening right here and they're still developing. So I got a lot of time for Ricky Starks, man. That, that's my that's my guy. I just I am a Ricky Starks fan and have been since the moment I ever heard him speak. And then when I saw him wrestle, I, I just it was over because it was just. He is like, in in many respects, he is MJF, and in my opinion, he's MJF who can talk on the mic and evoke emotion, but he's he's better in the ring. He's MJF, but just a better wrestler. So the two of them, I think, are going to drive each other, and these guys, I mean, it's going to be Cena and Orton. I truly believe that. I think these two guys are going to have a hell. It might be Rock and Austin. These guys are going to have a hell of a run against each other. Because they just. These are two studs, man. Really, really impressed with Ricky Starr. So I was happy to see him on national TV. And I thought AEW did a great thing signing him. Because Lord knows they have a shortage of people of color in that company. So that was, that was great to see. But what I was disappointed in. Is the fact that there was no build. You call Ricky Starks the hottest free agent in wrestling. And you don't even build it to anything. You give him a cold title match. Against Cody for the TNT Championship. And Ricky Starks don't get me wrong. He had one of the greatest matches in AEW history. And really in my opinion one of the best matches of the year. Against Cody. We know Cody has that ability. To to pull off some really impressive matches with people. Especially when he has the right. Opponent with him, Ricky Starks is just. I don't. I didn't see a difference. I felt like the two of them were pretty evenly matched, and Ricky played his role well. He sold well. He gave offense well. He did it all right. His interactions with with Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson looked like he was having a great time out there because he could tell that this Ricky Starks kid has the tools. So I was really. I was over the moon about that. The the match itself i enjoyed and in the end cody won and it was what it was and that was a nasty nasty crossroads at the end ricky took it and i I, i'm pretty sure that was all on ricky took it with his his forehead i got to imagine me both of those guys they know what they're doing so it was probably safe but it just looked nasty it just looked nasty um and I know some knucklehead out there is going to say, Whoa, you just called out Shotzi Blackheart. Why you don't call out Cody? No, 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 no. Totally different situation. Ricky Starks wasn't dropped on the back of his head and folded over, so all of his weight folded over too, like you're trying to break his neck or something. Cody Rose did his finishing move the Crossroads, and Ricky ended up vertical on top of his forehead and spun and then went down, but there was no additional weight on his neck. Cody cradled him and kind of took most of that force. So I said, I think it just looked nasty, but it was all right. That's what happens when you're a professional. You can make things look good. Make things look devastating, but they actually aren't. Imagine that. Um, so I was impressed with the match. And I think that would be a nice feud, Ricky Starks and Cody Rhodes. I think that would be excellent. But here's where I, where I had a little disappointment. Where was the build for Ricky Starks? And why is Ricky Starks losing the first match that he has in the company? And why wasn't Ricky Starks given an opportunity to cut a promo, which is something that he does very well. He's excellent at it. He's probably one of the best stick men already in AEW and he just got there. Why wouldn't you allow Ricky Starks to get on the mic day one? One step forward, ten steps back. That's what happens. I'm telling you. I was very disappointed in that. I just don't get what AEW is doing. I just don't. I don't get it. But here we go again where you push diversity, but there's no equity there, right? Brian Cage comes in. He destroys everybody, and he wins a tournament. Now he's going to get a title shot, right? You have uh, the man formerly known as Luke Harper, Brody Lee. He comes in, he runs his own clique, and he's he's this big, massive, you know, this is build to this guy's coming. It ends up being him, and it's just like the biggest deal in the world, right? It's equitable how you're featuring these stars. Matt Hardy, it's equitable how you feature him. Ricky Starks comes in cold and loses. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And here's the funny part. Out of everybody I just mentioned, let me tell you something. Ricky Starks, in my opinion, is ten times a better wrestler than anybody else AEW has signed in the past year. And you can quote me on that. And Ricky Star- Starks is a hundred times better on the mic. And that includes Matt Hardy and Lance Archer. The, you know, don't get me started. I don't cuss. So. I always say it, man. Diversity without equity equals parity. It's a joke. It's a complete joke. Right? And this is old school WWE stuff. Don't get me wrong here. They did something similar at at their pay-per-view where, you know, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley should have won. The championship against Drew uh, McIntyre. Bobby Lashley has a great thing going on. He's got MVP as a stick man. You got all the racial unrest and and the protest and everything going on here in America today. Can you imagine if Bobby Lashley won the championship and he and, and MVP were calling out the WWE for systemic racism through the years through the history calling out pro wrestling in general for systemic racism and they have the championships you gotta listen to them can you imagine if you formed a a, a nation of domination 2.0 something that was more in line with today can you imagine and somebody's listening right now they're gonna say oh duke you can't do that you can't do that well why not Pro wrestling takes real life, man. (laughs) It magnifies it. There are lessons to be learned through pro wrestling, just like any other soap opera or TV drama. Right? That's all it is. I don't understand why Bobby Lashley is not the champion right now. This gimmick has legs. And if he would have won at the pay-per-view, it just would have been... Completely on another level. Equity. Talking about equity, man. That's what it's all about. And you can't tell me right now. To have the the, the big black guy be the champion and to call you out, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, to call you out on all of your messed up transgressions you going to tell me that's not going to be compelling television right now? Right? Why wouldn't you pull the trigger on that? doesn't make any sense. It's like you're afraid to succeed. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm really impressed. I got to go back to this. I'm really impressed with what Bayley is doing right now. I think this is literally some of the best work of any wrestler over the past year. Her character development and her commitment to the character is ju- has just been tremendous. I just I am so in love with what she's doing. I think it's great. Good stuff, man. Some concerning stuff is that you know, they say that one of these uh developmental talents has tested positive for CT for um coronavirus, COVID-19. And they were at one of the tapings, so others possibly were exposed. That's not good. So now WWE, they're, they're te- testing folks, and they even had a couple of wrestlers uh, take pictures of themselves getting tested, which is great. But I hear Kevin Owens, who recently lost a loved one to COVID-19, he wasn't at the last set of tapings, uh, just out of concern. You know, better safe than Sorry. It's the world we live in today, folks. It's tough. Some of the Dallas Cowboys and the, and the uh, Texans tested positive for uh, COVID-19. And these are athletes, you know. They're probably going to be able to, to recover. But still, some scary stuff, man. Got to be careful out there, folks. Keep wearing your masks, Keep washing your hands. Social distance as much as you can. Please, please. You know, something um, came across my desk this week, and it's just very concerning. It's really the, the biggest story in wrestling right now. David Starr, independent wrestler, David Starr, controversial figure, lightning rod. He has been accused by a former girlfriend of sexual assault. And let me tell you something. We're in the court of public opinion right now. And based on the way that David Starr has reacted to the allegations, I have no reason to believe that this young lady isn't telling the truth. Which is disturbing. David Starr, I mean, he, you know, eventually he said, I, I never did it. But then he goes in, but I've been, I was really bad to her and I... Misinterpreted some things, and you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the point. But she has screenshots of him trying to defend he doing things that she explicitly told him not to do and what have you sexual things. David Starr. This is the guy who's supposed to be developing a, a wrestler's union, and he's a self professed feminist. And, you know, he gets behind all these causes and things like that. And listen, I don't know David Starr. He, his heart might be in the right w- place there with all of these things. That's great. But it makes me wonder now, are you motivated to do so much for others because of all the, the terrible things you've done to people in the past? Is it possible that you're a sheep, that you're a wolf in sheep's clothing? David? And look, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm equal opportunity. So, you know, whether it be the survivor of this sexual assault or or David Starr himself, anyone who wants to come on the show and tell their side of the story, you're always welcome. I'm not going to turn anybody down. I'm not looking for that conversation to happen on the show, but I won't turn it down either. So you're welcome to come on and say what you have to say because I'm giving my personal take on Something that's affecting your life personally, that you're living through. So the least I could do is, is make the platform available if you would like to utilize it, right? But i tell you right now, man, what, what a horrific, disgusting turn of events. The guy that loves to call everybody in the world out, David Starr, being accused of sexual assault and doing a, a really poor job of convincing anybody that it's not true <laughs> it just oh my god so I don't get into this whole idol worship stuff there, there there, are wrestlers and there are people that I'm a fan of and that I like that have entertained me and that I appreciate that I care about what have you but there's a limit to that right? because people are people and if there's one thing I know about people is that you know people are pretty imperfect so I say that just to remind everybody out there just be careful out there please and don't put too much faith in any one person because oh my goodness you know It's pretty awful when you get to see people's warts and and sexual assault. I mean, that's a pretty big extreme. That is just like, whoa. But, you know, people are people, man, and people are, are at some times are just rotten. And that's a rotten thing to do to anybody. And I hope if there is legal recourse that can be taken that David Starr has his day in court. And if it's not true that he's able to, to prove it and, and you know, all these things get taken back and what have you. But if it's true, I just hope that he, he's prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Because if it's true, then he's, he's just he's the worst human being in the planet. Or he's in that class. He's in that category. As far as I'm concerned, and you can quote me on that. Just terrible, terrible. And shout out to the survivor for speaking up. It's a brave thing to do. Not easy because you put yourself out there to be criticized and, and, you know, discredited. People start digging into your life and finding things to find fault. You know, David Starr accused her of leaking nudes of him, which it was just I don't even understand where that came from. How was that a defense? <laughs> just, you know, whatever. David Starr. And then he has the audacity to say, well, if that's it for wrestling, that's okay. Come on, man. Get off, get off the social media. If that's the best you can do, doing a poor job of defending yourself, and you, and and no one believes you, because of how you reacted to these allegations. It's just, it's poor. It's poor. You know, I, I I'll tell you something, folks. I just. I'm trying to find the silver lining in a lot of these situations here. Because I am a guy that looks at the at the glass as half full. And I think that it's important that we do find a way to find the bright side cuz it exists. But we have to hold people accountable. And when you are part of a culture or you're part of a community and you are doing something that hurts the community. Then you need to be identified and you need to be excommunicated if reform is not possible. Right. I think that's that's really what the the heart of the debate is today when it comes to law enforcement. These are professionals who are being paid through tax dollars. And, you know, they've been given the ultimate authority. They have weapons and they they can use deadly force. That's a lot of responsibility, man. So when they do something that is completely against what they should be doing, they should be held accountable for it, right? Well, the same can be said about pro wrestling. We can't have these folks around children and you know, whomever, if they're doing things that are just completely unacceptable, can't have that. You got to police yourselves. There's rumors going around that people knew that David Starr was this kind of person. What the hell is wrong with you that you would allow this to exist within the community? And don't get me started, there's a long history of this stuff, man. There's a long history. A lot of folks out there should be called out for it, for allowing it to happen and exist for so long. There are people in the WWE Hall of Fame who were child molesters. And it's not even debatable. There's no, there's no, you know, (laughs) can't miss that. It's a fact. You got to police that. This podcast has a private Facebook group. And, and, you know, a lot of my core audience members and former guests and just people in the business that I have a lot of respect for, fellow fans. Um, we get together and we talk and I bounce ideas off of them. And a lot of the talking points and things that are discussed on the show start there. And there's somebody who is part of the community who come to find out that, you know, they were doing some things that were unacceptable, At a point in their life. And they... Wanted to talk about it openly like it was okay. And it wasn't okay. I dealt with that in, in very... A very direct manner. Excommunicated that person. From the community. Done. See you later. Gotta police ourselves, man. Because how can I expect... Anybody in the public to be okay... When you're allowing these things to happen. Something to think about. And that does it this week, folks. You know, appreciate you all. Again, please stay safe out there. And join me next week. We'll have another great guest lined up. Until then, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone.
2: This three. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're definitely out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.